The audio podcast edition of Farlands or Bust is made possible by support from fans on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash Mac to keep this series commercial free. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Kurt. Welcome back to Farlands or Bust. Farlands or Bust indeed. Almost had a little bit of a bust in the last episode, but uh, we'll take care of that this time after we secure the last episode's hidey hole. As we are aware, the creepers are are increasingly difficult (laughs) to work with. They are increasingly difficult to work with and uh, increasingly getting in our way. Wolfie is still a little bit under the weather from that creeper hit in the last episode, but that's no matter. Uh, we have the goal of getting more wool, we need more wood, and we certainly need more treats for Wolfie in this episode 591 of Far Lands or Bust for your Sunday, June 19th, 2016. Sunday, June 19th, 2016. I'm actually recording this on the 15th, keeping a little bit ahead of schedule here, so apologies if there's any wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey you know, uh, future tense, past tense sort of stuff going on, but that's all right. That's all right. We're getting better at it. Something else we're getting better at, hey, is uh, raising money for Child's Play charity over at farlandsorbus.com. We are currently at 34400 $34,435 raised for Child's Play charity this season. Season six. There's some animals. There's some animals. All right. So at least we know that there hasn't been some sort of Great extinction. There are indeed animals still about. We just need some pigs and some sheep. Uh, but yeah, 50 57% of the way to our $60,000 goal for Season 6. Getting toys, books, games to kids in hospitals around the world, as we've been doing for over five years, supporting Child's Play Charity via Far Lands or Bust and farlandsorbust.com. Right there on the home page near the top is the little uh, widget. A box on the site keeps track of where we're at and allows you to click the donate button to donate to Child's Play Charity. And like I said, that helps get toys, books, games to kids in hospitals around the world. You can learn more directly about Child's Play Charity at childsplaycharity.org. <laughs> oh, man. I've got that uh, the tone down. The uh, There's like a almost a... A, a tempo, if you will, for for what I say at the intros there. Whoa! <laughs> I'm like, who's this? <laughs> How did you get in there, you, you crazy you crazy person? <laughs> you're no person. You're a dog. You're a wolf. But uh, uh, that was funny. Yeah, continuing on here, let's... Uh, all right, yeah, let's maybe... Let's maybe try to keep to land a little bit more than we normally would. Normally, I would go off into the water or whatever, but we need wool, because I have no bed for tonight. That could be a problem. And I need pigs to heal Wolfie back up. So let's actually perhaps do a little bit more walking as opposed to boating in this episode, and we can get on that. Today, this morning, I missed it. It was early for me. SpaceX launched yet again another Falcon 9. This time, still unmanned, obviously. Uh, This time for two satellites. 
launch two satellites at the same time. And they attempted yet another landing on the barge, but it appears to not have transpired as the previous four had. Yeah, they have four rockets now in their hangar. They keep posting pictures of uh, reused or reusable uh, rockets, first stages of the Falcon 9 that have returned and landed. Uh, and they've been successful the last three barge landings. And I think this is going to be the first quote-unquote failure since all of those uh, line of success successes have come. But they don't. It's not technically a failure. The mission was still a success. The satellites are in orbit where they uh, intended them to be. These landings are still not part of the primary mission, as it were. So when a, a rocket doesn't land right, it's not. Well, they crashed. They failed. Uh, it's just, well, we'll learn something from that. Uh, this is, uh, you know, there's so many different variables. Uh, and and even even so, just being able to recover one rocket is better than, than in the history of all space flight up until now. So a success regardless. Uh, but yeah, there's a video. We're waiting on actual video because the video feed cut out. And uh, it pretty much showed a lot of black smoke. It looks like the landing legs, like you can see a shadow of the landing legs there, but it might have hit so so hard that the structure of the rocket collapsed and exploded under itself. But we'll see when they recover the barge. The barge itself hasn't uh, been destroyed, it's still intact. So interesting stuff, interesting stuff indeed. Uh, that continues to happen, but yeah, I missed watching that one live, unfortunately. All right. Sheep, sheep, it is now noon, and we only have one piece of wool, and we need at least two more for which to make a bed to sleep away the night, or else this episode's gonna get really weird really quick. Oh, man. All right. So, yeah. A little bit of, a little bit of space update news there. That's lava. That's a lot of cows. The cows are thriving. Look at the sheep. Look at the sheep. I do have YouTube news, I guess you could call it. I don't know if you remember back, way back yonder in the distant past, more cows, with the launch of YouTube Red, there's a lot of skepticism, confusion, fears even from myself and other creators about how YouTube Red works and about how YouTube Red is, is not gluten-free. YouTube bread, get it? And uh, it, that was mainly because when they launched YouTube Red, they basically forced a new contract on all the creators, first of all, uh, saying that you will agree to this or your channel will disappear. Uh, so it's kind of, there's a, oh, don't go, no, sheep! <laughs> all right, we'll be, have a seat. This is getting dangerous. There's sheep and pigs, and I think we just saw a sheep. Yep, that, uh, that, that, that's now some pork chops. Some, uh, some, some lamb chops, I guess, is, is more, more like it. All right. All right, so we got some pigs. And the one sheep that could have given us our bed now ceases to be. <laughs> oh, man. What kind of luck are we having here today? So, <laughs> all right, I see more pigs on the horizon. Let's grab Wolfie. Oh, man. All right, let's actually, let's feed Wolfie this one. Wolfie? Yeah, you. Boop. All right, he ate that. That's good. 
Um, so yeah, when YouTube Red came out, it, the, the, the main problem us creators had with it is that we had no warning. It, basically, YouTube simply launched it and sold it to the end user saying, oh, sign up for $9.99 a month and get no ads and get these exclusives and get Google Music, Google Play Music, whatever. But there's some more sheep. Excellent. Whew. And, and not a moment too soon. Ah, there's a lot of them. So many sheep. So much wool. I will drape myself in scratchy, scratchy, unprocessed wool. Thank you very much, my friends. But yeah, that was like the main problem was like the lack of communication to creators about over YouTube Red from YouTube, Google, Alphabet, whatever you want to call them now. And that, uh, you know, that's not a unique th thing for YouTube Red. There's, there's been a lot of changes, a lot of problems, a lot of features new and, and features removed that we get little. Well, li we don't get little. We don't even get little. We get zero input zero warning, zero uh, consideration, it seems, from the powers that be when things change and we feel powerless, and that's what makes us freak out a little bit. Um, turns out, turns out, I mean, I can't... Their big selling thing is like, oh, we'll be earning more money with YouTube Red. I haven't seen that. I don't know if other channels have seen that. But uh, it, it at least doesn't appear to have really negatively impact, and I even can say myself that I have signed up and have for uh, a few consecutive months here been paying for, been a paying member of YouTube Red as a viewer and find it to be a good value. Uh, so I would actually recommend if you, uh, if you want, if you watch a lot of YouTube videos, if you want Google Play Music, uh, if you want the ability to, that's a, that's a feature that I was really thankful for and I use a lot, specifically when flying, you're out of Wi-Fi range or whatever, downloading and being able to watch videos offline on your devices is a very helpful feature. So yeah, I can I can say that I fully support YouTube Red now because I'm actually paying for it myself. Uh, but anyway, all that, all that hubbub, I talked a lot about and mentioned like we need YouTubers, creators, even in reference to not just YouTube but other platforms like Twitch. Uh, don't have any real representation. We're all just this gaggle, a gaggle of individuals uh, at various, various levels with various different needs. And there's really no organization. All right, we should not be waiting long to make this bed. We don't have it last time. All right, let's... We just need two beds, so I can do that really quick here. Oops, did that wrong. And then uh, let's make the elevated hidey hole. Let's let's we'll deal with the uh, the workbench later. It was recommended actually. I just saw in the comments of the last video. Maybe I should be making these out of cobblestone. I don't know if that would have helped in the last one. Well, let's go to sleep. Ooh, another sheep. Let's go to sleep. Ooh, another sheep. And awakeness. And awakeness indeed. So yeah, there's no representation on the part of the creator. Even, even, you know, you'd say, oh, there's those partnerships with networks and MCNs. No, there's no representation between the creator and those MCNs either, it would seem. Uh, so I threw around, I threw around the word union. I wasn't saying or calling that a solution. Uh, but I threw around the word, do we need some sort of 
representation, some sort of grouping, where when, say, YouTube presents us with these new contracts and says our way or the highway, we can actually, instead of just willy-nilly signing them out of fear, we can actually turn around and go back to YouTube and be like, no, no, first, <laughs> us entire, your entire reason for existence, the creators here, have a thing or two to say, or have some questions to ask that we require answers uh, before going forth with such things. Um, I kind of mentioned the word union. That uh, that's kind of has a negative connotation with it because it, it implies required membership. Like, if you're going to be a YouTube creator, then you would have to join the union. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm actually very interested in some recent developments. Sorry, this has been a, like a really long run-up to the actual story. But our friend, our close friend and confidant, <laughs> Hank Green of the Vlog Brothers. You may remember he actually interviewed me a little bit ago, three or four months ago, for a piece he was writing about YouTube gamers, gaming YouTube channels, and the troubles uh, and uh, the experiences we have versus the, the vlog or, or other styles of YouTubers. Um, and, and in that interview, and perhaps it is it is with YouTube Red and with writing that, that article and interviewing a bunch of creators, uh, I specifically mentioned that I feel like we're just kind of out here adrift at sea on our own. There's no real support or input or... Help is the wrong word. I'm not looking for handouts or help, but, uh, you know, there's no... Consideration, it seems, uh, or, or way to get in touch with the powers that be to, to ask questions or request or, or whatever. Uh, and, and our friend Hank Green went ahead and has started or is starting just such an organization for creators to, quote, uh, to act as a bridge between creators and the platforms they create for so such as you know not solely YouTube but uh, I'm sure Twitch and, and other services to act as that bridge between creators and platforms and he's called it or will be calling it the Internet Creators Guild so yeah instead of being a union it is an industry guild which these exist for other industries as well uh, I have no examples because I don't belong to any other industries. But, uh, uh, yeah, a, an industry guild called the Internet Creators Guild. And it is a nonprofit organization. Fairly important point to make. A nonprofit organization that is initially, its initial funding is coming from VidCon profits. Uh, as you know, also Hank Green started and organizes VidCon. Uh, and and uh, that's a huge thing that's actually going on this weekend, isn't it? Or next weekend? Sometime soon. Uh, ooh, VidCon is happening. So yeah, its initial funding is coming from that those VidCon funds, but then there will be a required $60 a year membership for creators who want to be a part of this guild. And uh, from that, uh, this, this is, quote... Quote, I'm a, I'm a proper journalist, uh, from the website, from the introduction, 
it will offer protection, representation, and guidance that thus far has been tremendously lacking. And like I said, and I agree, indeed, it has been tremendously lacking, indeed. Indeed. So, really interesting. Really interesting. Um, right now, there's just a very basic website and a form for let us know when you launch, sort of sign up for the newsletter uh, for the Internet Creators Guild or the ICG. And uh, very interestingly, uh, unbeknownst to me, or maybe many of us, I don't know, maybe some people knew, but uh, fellow Mindcrack member Aurelian is on the board of directors. Of course, she is also the director of community relations or something for Twitch. Uh, so I suppose it's good to have various ins with these various platforms, have people involved in this guild who are also in the in the ranks of those those platforms like YouTube and Twitch and whatever. Uh, so yeah, Aurelian's actually on the board of directors. Uh, and then other, you know, like Hank is on the advisory board, or there's different. I don't know how a lot of these work. There's boards. There's 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 meetings and meeting minutes and quorums and stuff going on. I don't know, but uh, yeah. So very interesting. Very interesting indeed. Will I join said thing? Perhaps I would definitely consider it. Um, you know, sixty dollars a year certainly seems a lot more affordable than joining like a network who will take x percentage of your 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 revenue and then you never see any of that representation or guidance <laughs> anyway uh so yeah it's interesting and and you know i just found it interesting because it was something that i was thinking about and uh certainly nothing i didn't propose or start on my own but uh, just an idea that floated around my head that yeah we there needs to be something like this uh, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how that develops. So yeah, that was some some YouTube industry news there for you Because I'm sure that interests so many of you um, Doing pretty good on coal, but like I said, this is free so It's it's uh, It's frugal. <laughs> it's frugal to take the coal. Uh, we're gonna have to turn around anyway because this does not look like the way to go <laughs> This does not look like the way to the firelands so we're gonna go down and to the left here. So yeah, very interesting stuff indeed. We'll we'll be watching how that develops. Yep, that's for sure. So let's. Oh, this doesn't seem safe either. All right, careful, Wolfie. I just got you all the way back up to health. Let's not. Let's not put that in jeopardy. Easy, easy. All right. And down. Of course, also right now. E3 is going on. Few uh, friends are, are in attendance, but E3 as an industry convention really isn't anything I'm interested in anyway, so uh, not not nothing I'm really paying too much attention to. It's all the big... the big... Uh, careful Wolfie, careful Wolfie. The big uh, game companies mainstream-ish. I'm sure there was some indie representation there as well, but not not too interested in that. So since we're not interested in that, we already talked about SpaceX, and we already talked about this uh, Internet Creators Guild thing, I think it's time for us, it's time, my friends, to move on to some questions from donors to Child's Play Charity. 
I'm getting through a lot of these questions that I received and added to the list even before I started the hiatus. The great Farlander furlough of 2016. I want to make sure that these get answered before I add, as I've said, a lot of the donations continue to come in at farlanderbus.com. But I've not yet added those. So if you've donated recently, i.e. within the last month, your question might not be on the list yet, because I want to get to these that uh, have been waiting for quite, quite, quite some time. Such as Doc Gratis has been waiting for some time to get answered a question about space. We all know you would love to go to space and or Mars. Puff of smoke gone. Poof. But what about a trip to the depths of the ocean? Any interest in a sub-ride to the bottom of the sea? Just asking. No reason. Why, are you offering me a sub-ride to the bottom of the sea? Doc gratis? Um, I don't know. I'm not as interested. Mainly because the ocean kind of freaks me out a little bit. Because there's creatures down there. Creatures and and things that are very large and scary, and it's very very dark. Conversely, conversely, going out into space, going to the moon or Mars, that there's the the only thing that can harm me is the vacuum of of space, and the the geography and 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 the planet itself. There's no worry about squids and sharks and whales and little little tiny uh, jellyfish that have very potent venom or whatever, you know. Um, yeah, I guess I'm just not as interested. Also, it's probably, it's mostly probably to the depth of field. I mean, at least when you're out in space, you can look out and, like, see planets and stars and things, but when you're near the bottom of the ocean, it's pretty much nothing. <laughs> it's pretty much blankness. Uh, if you're on the the sea floor, you can see the immediate sea floor that you've illuminated around you. Uh, but that's about it. You really can't. There's no there's no horizon to you know like here. There's no horizon to look forward to or to look out towards or to plan to reach. It's just like having a blindfold over your face, which is kind of a scary proposition. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I've always wanted to maybe let's go to sleep. <laughs> I've always wanted to go to sleep. And awakeness. Ow! How did that hurt? I guess that happens. That happens, kids. <laughs> it's best to move on. Um, I mean, I've always wanted to maybe try scuba diving. Scuba? <laughs> That's a funny word, scuba. Scuba diving, but only because it would make me feel like being in space, you know, floating around, weightless, uh, you know, flying without, you know, any actual need for an airplane underneath you. Um, so, I mean, that that's, you know, I, I'd like to try scuba diving in, like, an ocean or a location or even, like, just a, a, a pool <laughs> where I can see my surroundings, see the bottom, have some sort of depth perception. Uh, the open ocean, I've not traveled out onto the open ocean too much. Uh, but just the idea makes me a little bit scared <laughs> and worried 
the the water that you can't see the bottom of is kind of just a phobia of mine, I guess. A mild phobia. I don't like have panic attacks or anything, but uh, if I can avoid it, I, I generally will. Uh, it's not something I seek out. So yeah, I mean, for that reason, I've always wanted to maybe try scuba diving. Also, hey, I can breathe underwater, sort of fun stuff like that. But ooh, <laughs> very, I'm, I'm very much into the, just the uh, the superficial <laughs> little uh, little joys in life. Look at me, Ma, I'm breathing underwater. Some sort of wizard. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, thank Doc, thanks Doc Gratis for uh, that question. This one's very uh, appropriate. Roll from the Netherlands asks, what if, ooh, a basin. What if a basin? What if in the future, in a future episode, you build an elevated hidey hole? Do you see where this is going? You build an elevated hidey hole, snore beautifully, and instead of punching the sky after you wake up, you accidentally punch the bed and it falls on the ground. My question is, what do you do? Continue walking west, risking the possibility of death and awaking back at spawn, or wait out the day and sleep again at this very spot? I think, at this point, I'm fairly confident in my abilities to survive a day's walk in Minecraft. It seems like the only trouble I end up getting in is in the morning or in the evening <laughs> when I'm, I've got my guard down or it's too dark um, or there's something lingering from the darkness from the night before that I step out of the hidey hole and get come bloated. So yeah, I think I'm pretty confident. It's only, it's only really come close a, a handful of times over 590 episodes where I've come within a block of f blindly falling into a, a, a lava pool or a creeper explodes. Creeper explosions aren't as devastating in this version as, as they are, especially with full armor, uh, as they are in, in the current versions. Uh, creeper blasts at most have gotten me down to like four hearts. Even that double creeper blast, there's a Far Lands of Bus flashback where I exit a hidey hole and get hit by a creeper and then while I'm midair, get hit by another one and get sent off like to the top of a tree or something. Uh, and I think that one got me down to three and a half hearts. Uh, and that was a double creeper blast. Um, of course, flobathons are a little bit more dangerous. I got down to half a heart after getting accosted by a zombie after trying to find Wolfie after we lost him in that second flobathon. But uh, yeah, I think I would just continue on. It would be risky. It would be risky. But I think I would just continue on. Let's actually do a test. Oh, I don't have a bed. I was going to do a test of, like, how easy it is to break a bed. I don't think it's something that I can just, like, accidentally do. But I guess we'll find out at some point. So, yeah, that's really not a problem until after I sleep in the bed. For those... Some, some still don't know. Some still don't know that when you sleep in a bed, it sets your spawn... Not zero, zero. It just sets your spawn, your respawn point, to that bed. Uh, but only if that bed still exists and hasn't been moved or touched since you slept in it. So that's why I needed to make a bed and I need to uh, leave the beds and continue making new beds instead of just taking the same bed. That's still confusing to some people for some reason. But uh, yeah, that was a little bit appropriate because we almost had such a situation in the last episode, but the bed got destroyed before we slept in it, so there was no problem. 
if death would have found us, we would have spawned back at the previous night's bed. Xavier Penguin asks about Wolfie Tunes. Who is are the musical artists artist you are listening to when you have the time to do so? Well, like I said, with my with my nine ninety nine a month YouTube Red subscription, I get uh, Google Music, Google Play Music. They keep changing the name of whatever it is. But uh, I've actually been listening to to that and taking, you know, you, instead of just playing a specific artist, you say play this artist's radio, and then it'll show you similar similar uh, artists, similar songs uh, within the genre. And I've found quite a few. Uh, it's a bit of a discovery, a way to discover new music and stuff. And that also has a very convenient, which I didn't know, uh, a very convenient download. Regardless of whether or not you own the song, obviously I imported all the songs I already own on MP3, but regardless of whether you own the song, you can download to your device to listen to, like on the plane or, you know, whatever, when you're away from a network. But, uh, yeah, I've been uh, sticking around the same waters I I have been for for quite a while with your uh, St. Vincent, with your uh, lately... You know, I think listening to the the St. Vincent radio introduced me to Courtney Barnett, and then listening to that, um, I've heard I heard of before and listened to, but not to such extent. Uh, Beach House, um, recently Always, although it's the W instead of a W in Always, it's two V's. I kind of want to call them Alves, but it's pronounced Always. Is, is another band. Um, yeah, but then I'll go back to like you know whatever Radiohead or or uh, you know the, the normal stuff I, I I've listened to for quite a while anyway. But uh, yeah, not too, not too. Uh, still not listening to music to the same extent that I did with a with a desk job that I had. Just because at a desk job you can sit down and plug in your headphones and uh, do your do your work as opposed to here. It's uh, a little bit difficult. <laughs> I can't be listening to music right now because I'm listening to the video game and recording the video game. Uh, same thing about while editing and stuff. But yeah, I suppose I suppose in the in the in the in the hiatus, I've I've listened to a little bit more music, but not not tons, not tons. Crumbelina, Crumbelina asks which Doctor Who companion you. Enjoyed the most or least. Uh, Crumbelina's favorite was Donna. Yeah, that was uh, a, a good companion just because it was so different than the others. I, just because I started with watching the 11th Doctor, I, I liked, um, I forgot her name already. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Karen Gillan. I know the actress, but what's what was the name of her companion? Um, uh, Amelia. Amelia Pond. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, but like the first two seasons of Amelia Pond, later on they started to lose uh, like direction for what they wanted her character to be. But like the first few seasons. Uh, also Rory, uh, which was like the companion's companion, uh, I thought was really funny. Um, 
Need some boats. Need some boats. Up, 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 up. Neat. Whoop, careful, Wolfie. Um, yeah, kind of, kind of, uh, yeah, I mean, just, that's just sort of a sentimentality thing. I mean, obviously there was Rose. I don't know, I wasn't as a big fan of Rose. I don't think they gave her enough of, like, a personality. Like, her own, like, I mean, she had a personality, but, like, her own origin, she was just the companion. She really didn't, like, have, like, a involvement or like a, a backstory that we really got to hear too much about, I don't think. Um, I mean, there was one... Who's who's the guy who's now got the late night show on CBS? He was in an episode in that uh, seventh season, the first season of Matt Smith called The Ledger or whatever, where he was kind of just a, a companion for one episode... But I think he's really funny, and that was a really good episode just uh, for his character and just uh, as the actor, I guess, was just really funny. Um, I forgot. I don't remember what his character's name was, but, you know, there's little one-off companions for an episode that are kind of interesting. Uh, that one I really liked. Least liked? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um... Yeah, I can't... I mean, I think they were all all right. They were all all right. I'm still working my way through the first season of uh, the current Doctor. Again, well, that well, that's, I guess, that's through the Amazon app, or you can download for later, and I've been watching on flights. But, uh, yeah, so I'm still watching that one. But I've, I've heard that they kind of lose similarly... How they lost kind of direction with what Amelia Pond's character was. They're apparently they lose direction and kind of purpose for uh, Clara Oswald's character as well. It would seem. It would seem, or from what I heard, I'm not sure. So I'll, I'll see about that. But yeah, thank you for that uh, question as well, Crumbledina, and everybody who continues donating at farlandsbus.com. Keep those questions coming in. Obviously, if you if you donate and ask now, your question might be a little while as I get through these ones that have been waiting for much longer. But I do appreciate it. I mean, the main purpose is you're getting you're getting toys, books, games to kids in hospitals around the world. I was really annoyed by having that one piece of sandstone in my inventory, I guess. Uh, and uh, that that's the reason we do what we do. And I do indeed appreciate it. And I do indeed appreciate your continued support and continued... Farlandertude, farlandiness, uh, here at Farlands or Bust. At Farlands or Bust, this, is this like a place? It's just watching the channel and the series as I slowly ramp back up to uh, to get this to be a fully operational battle station. Thank you so much for watching. My name is Kurt. I will see you. Next time.
scuba. <laughs> That's a funny word, scuba. 